Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Don't ask me to defend Marjorie Taylor Greene. I won't do it. I don't want any part of it. She's clearly not capable of any levels of self-control. Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have what it takes to to be a rational person. Even when she wants to go about saying, see, look, I'm totally normal, she's not. Now, I could say this of a lot of people, and I'm about to. The reason I bring up Marjorie Taylor Greene is because we've got another conversation of bringing the Holocaust into her life. It's just not a political prop. And I love how other people are now saying this. I'm thrilled. I just want I want everyone to remember where they heard it first. Maybe that part doesn't matter. Maybe what matters is that everybody gets the idea that you can't just invoke Hitler or Nazis to make your political point. Was, is, is that Godin's law that, that as a, a political conversation gets longer, uh, the ability or the, or the, or the moment of a Hitler reference approaches one? Meaning at some time in some political conversation, if it goes long enough, Hitler will get invoked. The problem is, is that people want to say everything is Hitler. Oh, you, you disagree with me? Well, you're just a Nazi. Oh, you're Hitler. This is Antifa uh, to, a, to a T. Those bigots, those fascists, those worthless, violent menaces against society and humanity. But just stop bringing it up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com, support the show, and get the podcast. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, saying Biden pushing a vaccine that is not FDA approved shows COVID is a political tool used to control people. She's, of course, very concerned about the fact that Biden said they're going to go around and and knock on doors and make sure everyone has the proper information so they can be vaccinated. Come and knock on our door. I get it. It was a ridiculous thing for Joe Biden to say. It's frightening knocking on people's doors. You can't force people to be part of the human experiment, says Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are things that people would agree with. You might disagree with them, but that's you. Other people totally agree. And then what does she say? People have a choice. They don't need your medical brown shirt showing up at their door ordering vaccinations. Oh, Marjorie. Now, I will admit that amongst all the the conversations uh, regarding utilizing the Holocaust as a prop, this is the one that's the most common because it really has to do with enforcement more than what we would discuss regarding the Holocaust. But if we're going to say stop invoking Nazis, well, then stop. Especially if you're going to sit there and, and have the press conference and apologize and do the whole thing. But let us be clear that those people demanding that Marjorie Taylor Greene apologize or be punished or whatever the case may be. 
That is nothing. If they're not going to say the same thing about Representative Cory Bush, who stated on Twitter that this land, meaning the United States, is stolen and black people still aren't free. The land is not stolen and black people are free. She's a liar who I believe has violated her oath of office. It's a question. Did she violate her oath of office? If you tell me that the oath of office says uh, that you are going to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that you take the obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, how do you make this statement? How do you make this statement? Saying that the land is stolen flies in the face of supporting and defending the Constitution. It seems like she's siding with enemies, foreign and domestic, who often claim the same. You mean we say nothing about her? But we're going to get all in into Marjorie Taylor Greene's face? I don't mind if you say something about Marjorie Taylor Greene. What I'm asking for, demanding, is a little bit of, of decency and a through line. This is Representative Rashida Tlaib talking about, once again, defunding everything. And this time, she means everything. Look, the simple answer answer to that question is we must eliminate funding for CPB, ICE, and their parent organization, DHS. Time after time, we have seen it as advocates on the ground, as human services agency on the ground, to continue to see over and over again that these agencies are inept uh, to humanely guiding migrants through our immigration system and further continue, instead they further continue to terrorize migrant communities located within our communities. Well, first, let me say for the record, if we're now finally having a bipartisan conversation about getting rid of entire government agencies, hot damn. That's awesome. But we're starting with the Department of Education. I have no time to wait. No, no, no. We got to get that one first. Was to no time to waste. No time to waste. We got to get rid of that one first. Department of Education right out. Then you want to get rid of Department of Homeland Security and just bring the uh, responsibility back to other organizations. That's fine by me. Oh, think of the savings, people. We're going to be paying down debt like it's our job. We, 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 we would pay down the debt with the money we're not spending, right? Missed it by that much. Eh, it was worth a shot. What the hell? No, she's, she'll never think of defunding the Department of Education. Somehow, that part of government's totally fine. It's only the parts of government that enforce the laws that are inept. This anti-Semite. Oh, Tony, she just disagrees with Israeli policy. No, she doesn't. This bigot has shown you who she is. Is she somebody who upholds and defends the Constitution of the United States when she states so clearly that the problem is we don't treat migrants well? You're talking about illegal immigrants who have no right to enter the country, and we have the right to hold a standard and to have a border and to do all the things that we should do. They're not refugees. Refugees are a very different conversation altogether. You mean we're not going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene? I, I can't. I, no. No. That's not the way it can work. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene is not a mind. Marjorie Taylor Greene ain't bright. Marjorie Taylor Greene has no idea how bad she comes across. Is there any question that when she votes on specific pieces of legislation, she's going to vote in a way that I agree with? No, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. But don't ask me to like the woman and don't ask me to stand up for the woman when she acts the schmuck. I'm not doing it. Does that make me a traitor or or something? Because uh, call me what you will. But I will not listen to the political left tell me that she's a problem when they won't recognize the bigotry, the anti-Semitism, and the radicalness of their own party. They don't get to lecture to you, me, and we. They don't get a say. Our job as citizens is to demand better. That's our job because what we're getting is trash i think it was i think the quote is attributed to thomas Sowell, the great economist that the elected official has a lot to do the first one is get elected and the second one is get reelected and those are the top two jobs after that comes helping that is that is delightfully cynical and i would say that to to, to thomas Sowell, in, in that we we agree that this system of electing people to represent us is still the best system he i don't think he's advocating for another system yes an elected official needs to get elected and then needs to get reelected to the extent that they they want to be reelected. but i i i, I don't ever think that all of them have no interest in actually providing a value to society but when some people will look the other way on this that and the other because it's their party as opposed to standing firm and saying we don't allow this well tony do you feel that way about adam kinzinger and and liz cheney no i don't because they are more than welcome to disagree with donald trump regarding january 6th that's fine But what they are not allowed to do is make a claim that a riot or an insurrection was incited when language is used by all elected officials all the time. You can decry the language, but you can't decide that one person is guilty and another person isn't. When you take a look at January 6th, you want, why aren't Republicans interested in knowing about this? Why are they hiding all the facts? Why do they want to not share this conversation? That's, I I don't actually think that's it. It's that the political left has decided that January 6th is the most awful thing that's ever happened. You hear people on TV discussing worse than 9-11. No, it wasn't. You're out of your head. If you think January 6th is worse than 9-11, please, there are other radio shows to listen to. You're out. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I mean it that clearly. That, that is, for me, a, a litmus test. I think a Hugh Hewitt, who's a radio host, good dude, he has a, a litmus test on, on certain books that are read. And, and what, do you, what, do you, it, what do you think of, of, of Ethel Rosenberg? Like, he's got these questions. 
this litmus test on whether or not you're you're capable of engaging in thought. It's really interesting. Me, uh, I, I've always loved that idea, but I never was like, okay, wh- what is the right question? This is it. it. It starts here. If you think that January 6th was worse than September 11th, we're out. I, I, you, you cannot be reasoned with. You're irrational. I, I will never consider you. And I don't care who that you is. I'm not talking you. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about a collective you, they, them, others, we'll call it. It's a lie. So why should I side with liars when I can have a more honest conversation? Why should I side with the idea of a commission that is hell-bent, regardless of it's bipartisan or otherwise, on destruction of a political party? Can't you simply say, I think Trump did this wrong, I think Trump did that wrong, I think Trump did the other wrong, but I can do that, I can do two things at the same time. I can walk and chew the bubblegum. So yeah, I can notice that Marjorie Taylor Greene has no mind. None. But I'm not going to listen to the left tell me what a problem she is when they won't look in their own backyard. We have to demand better, not only from them, but from ourselves. And that means putting a lot of pressure on the political left, including friends, to just recognize the wrongs. And never allow them to set the narrative on who's wrong and who, oh, you just don't understand. Or, oh, it's just because you're a racist. You're talking about a black woman here or a Muslim woman there. Got to dismiss those people from your life. I'm Tony Katz. We're still getting updates on this police officer in Terre Haute who was shot and killed yesterday. He was working undercover. I shouldn't say working undercover. He was working with the FBI as part of a task force on behalf of the Terre Haute Police Department. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Detective Greg Ferency, 30-year veteran of the force, shot outside the FBI uh, resident agency. This was uh, about uh, two fifteen in the afternoon. An FBI agent then shot the gunman. The gunman was in surgery. There's still more information to get. I'm I'm giving it a day to to a bit settle to get more information on this. What what is interesting is that two ATF agents were shot outside of Chicago. These were undercover agents. Suffering non-life-threatening injuries, they were in their car, an unmarked vehicle. They were getting on I-57, Morgan Park. This was before 6 o'clock in the morning. So you had a male Chicago police officer and two agents, one male, one female, from ATF. Working undercover when the shooting occurred. It's just enough of a connection from people to ask the question. I don't think they're I don't think they're wrong for asking the question. Are the are these things 
somehow connected or related. Uh, I, I, if I start answering that, then I'm engaged in a radical bit of speculation, and that's that's wrong. But I, I, there was this from from Doug Carter. Now Doug Carter is the superintendent of the Indiana State Police. Nice dude, good good guy. And and this was his his commentary from from what happened and you hear it and and you hear it in his voice as well if we look around the country it seems like it's happening every single day and i just don't know when it's going to stop i don't understand it i don't understand it now again i hear these two events and i do have questions and that's why i'm waiting for information but the hatred of police is now cultural currency there's a value in hating cops there's a value in saying all police are abusive as a matter of fact if you don't think all police are abusive then you hate black people that's culturally what they're trying to put out there into the world that's their theory and ask your kids how it's going in social media if you should say hey i don't think all cops are bad ask how it goes when they dare make that statement it goes pretty bad goes pretty bad indeed You set up a situation by where you decide that all cops are guilty all the time, they can't do any good, and they deserve what they get. And you don't even have to listen to them. We take a look at the the violence that took place over the Independence Day weekend. Do we think that this is all just happenstance? Well, it's summer and COVID's over. No, it is a belief that their lawlessness can reign supreme. If not just a generalized belief, a, 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 a Marxist dictate to try and create upheaval. And you have mayors and in many places governors who won't do anything about it, who lie and say, oh, no, no, the violence is going down. That's what Bill de Blasio tried to say. That's what uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot tried to say. You have the White House saying that. Well, you know, it's, it's Republicans that are, are trying to defund the police. Everyone knows the Biden administration is lying through their teeth. Everyone, even the Washington Post gave the White House three Pinocchios on that one. It's cultural. Meanwhile, we'll follow this story and our best to the family of that officer in Terre Haute. I'm Tony Katz. Lab analysis finds near meat and meat are not nutritionally equivalent. Yeah, we know. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Near meat is, is, is like, um, 
uh, a Beyond Meat kind of kind of thing. And I'm not saying anything negative about uh, Beyond Meat. People have invested and done very well with Beyond Meat. But the the idea that a plant based meat substitute isn't the same nutritionally as meat, well, of course not. University uh, uh, researchers over there, Duke, started looking into it. And they're like, oh, yeah, there, there's a lot of differences in here. I don't know why this is surprising for anyone. That would like, that's like being surprised that men are not women and women are not men. They're different. There's a difference between meat and, wait, wait, wait for it, not meat. Yeah, but they, they advertise that like it's made of plants, so people are shocked when like they find out it's really not healthy for you. Because it's not. I know, but like you would think if it's made of plants, it would be, but it's not. So I, I'm trying to see where some of the, the, the differences are. Oh, it's so bad, dude. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, but, but, so, but you're a fan of this stuff. I'm a huge investor in it. That's why. I don't eat it. <laughs> so it's all about the money. Yeah, I don't eat that crap. Are you kidding me? So, oh, so you just invest in it, but you don't eat it? No. Oh, I thought you ate it. I like regular meat. Oh, but you're okay with all those suckers who buy it. People can spend your own money however you want. Uh, several metabolites known to be important to human health were found either exclusively or in greater quantities in beef. Creatine, uh, spermine, uh, anserine, cystamine, glucosamine. That's glucosamine, so it's cystamine, glucosamine, squalene, and uh, omega-3 fatty acids like DHA. You're going to tell me that there are people out there who said, oh, it's, it's, it's plant meat. It's just the same. That people really believe that? I, I have a hard time with that. Because if that's the case, maybe we do need more government in people's lives. If people really are that ignorant. No, 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 because then they'll do it in my life. Okay, forget I said anything. Meat is better than not meat for you. Yeah. This is the, the great scientific breakthrough. Speaking of scientific breakthroughs, everybody now super concerned once again about the variants, as we have been discussing, and the big one is the Lambda variant. Super concerned about the Lambda variant. This is actually the Peruvian variant, mind you. If you're going to talk about Lambda, you got to talk about Lambda. Lambda, 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 Revenge of the Nerds, baby. That movie is a joy and a treat. Good for all ages, as long as you're over 18. First, it comes from Peru. And the reason we call it Lambda, like we call it Delta, which came from India, is that we can't say that it came from India or it came from Peru because that would be racist or bigoted. This is to prove that Donald Trump was a bigot by saying Wuhan virus or China virus, which he did nothing wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. But they built themselves a story and they have to keep with the story. The variant in question has got people in some levels of panic. 
this level of panic is leading to conversations of shutdowns. Sydney, Australia is keeping itself locked down for the third week in a row. There is no need for lockdowns. You have Jen Psaki asked about lockdowns, and she's like, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool by us. If the number of cases continues to trend upward, are there any circumstances under which the White House would reimpose some of those restrictions um, as cases tick up, or would that be up to the states? Well, states are going to have to make evaluations, and local communities are going to have to make evaluations about what's in their interests. And as you know, there are much higher rates of vaccinations in some parts of the country over others, and we certainly support their decisions to implement any measures that they think will help their community safe if you think lockdowns keep your community safe you paid no attention to what was happening none lockdowns do not keep communities safe lockdowns saved no lives lockdowns made no one's life better governors were wrong mayors were wrong health boards were wrong to lock down The question is, have the American people realized this, and will they stop it? When some governor says, well, it's a a once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic, and we've got these these variants, so we're going to need to uh, close down the bars and restaurants again, will the restaurant owners in unison say, kiss off and stay open, and force cops to arrest them? And at that moment, allow me to be someone who questions whether or not there won't be some resisting going on. Police officers really ready for this? Are governors really ready for this? Now, right now, the governors have got to feel pretty good. Look what they were able to do. Look what the mayors were able to do. And everyone went along with it. Sadly, pathetically, embarrassingly. But we have the data that shows it did no good. It did more damage than good. It created more problems than it solved. It's a virus, people. And your mask won't stop it. And lockdowns won't stop it. It's a virus. There's a vaccine that seems to work pretty well against at least the Delta variant and COVID in general. I know some people don't want to take it. You don't have to take it. You have no idea how little I care about whether or not you take the vaccine or not. Because you get to make decisions for you. It makes no difference to me. Well, Tony, they need to take it so we can get to herd immunity. Well, I think enough people would take it so you'd get to herd immunity. But actually, I'm not about to tell somebody, hey, we're five people short from herd immunity, so you got to take the vaccine. No, 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 no. I'm not playing that game. I think that's a, 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 a violent, violent game. I'm not playing any part of it. Thank you very much. People will take the vaccine or not based on whether or not you have convinced them. This is why I don't listen to people when they say, you want me to take a vaccine and it's not even FDA approved? You don't care about the FDA. You hate the FDA. You don't trust the FDA. what What are we discussing here? Why would we even think on any level that that's what matters? What matters is we have a society that is desperate to try it again. So am I more bothered by the person who doesn't take the vaccine? Or am I more bothered by the elected official who knows better and still engages in the idea of lockdowns? 
And the answer is, I'm more bothered by the latter. I am more bothered by those people who think that they can engage in lockdowns. These violent, dangerous people. Now, as for the, the, the uh, variants themselves, yeah, they're out there. And, I, and I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I think that you should be uh, aware of them. And you got to make that decision uh, for, for yourself. Yet you go to CNN and there's doctors who are saying, hey, uh, Joe Biden, you should have vaccine mandates. Back with us now is Dr. Lena Wen. Uh, you just wrote a new op-ed in the Washington Post where you argue it's time for President Biden to consider vaccine mandates. Tell us why. There is this narrative that the Biden administration and many others have been putting out, which is once you're vaccinated, you're fine. And so the natural conclusion from that is, why would you care if others around you are vaccinated or not? If you're protected, then why not let everybody else just do whatever they want? The fact, though, is that the unvaccinated also affect the vaccinated. If you are a vaccinated person, but you're living among a lot of unvaccinated individuals, as Elizabeth was just showing in these clusters, your chance of having a breakthrough infection increases. Your chance of infecting others around you who are unvaccinated also increases. And by the way, the more unvaccinated people there are, the longer this pandemic is going to be. We have this Delta variant that's so contagious that that actually increases the threshold of how many people have to be vaccinated in order to reach herd immunity. We could... Little word about Dr. Leanna Wen. When you see her on CNN, if you're watching CNN, you'll see how uh, she's a contributor to the Washington Post, and she's the former health director of Baltimore. Now, the story you have to remember is that she was appointed the head of Planned Parenthood. She spent less than a year as the head of Planned Parenthood, this doctor who is very concerned about, wait for it, your health. We're just going to let that sink right in for a moment. This emergency physician from GW, George Washington University, headed up Planned Parenthood, which is an abortion mill, but worried about your health. I would think people not getting vaccinated would make her job easier. Maybe she makes less money that way. Oh, too soon? Too soon? Just cold? Okay. I sleep fine. Fear, panic, fear, panic, fear, panic. We have a vaccine. Some people don't want to take it. They know that variants are out there. They don't want to take it. Perhaps it is the lousy job that you have done in selling this to the American people. And you think the American people are the problem? That's what Dr. Fauci thinks. We're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another. We're saying try and save your life and that of your family and that of the community. It's, you know, we have so many things, as you said, so many diseases that I deal with that don't have solutions. It's very frustrating. You don't have a treatment or you don't have a vaccine. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, highly effective in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. It's easy to get, it's free, 
and it's readily available. So, you know, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. That Dr. Fauci could sit there with a straight face and tell other people not to be political. Where were you in January of 2020, February of 2020, March of 2020, April of 2020, May of 2020, June of 2020? I can go on for at least seven more months. No, I got to June, so it'll be six more months. You were the one being political. You were the one moving around all over the place. You saw Democrats being political. You saw the networks you go on, MSNBC and and CNN, being political. You didn't say anything about not being political. We should have, as a nation, not been political and been focused on defeating a virus. No, we got hyper-political. From the very beginning, all those people who said, oh, you're being silenced, and you said, I'm not being silenced, and they said, oh, he's being silenced, and now you go on their networks, and you don't ever say, hey, shame on you. I'll sit here and do an interview with Chris Hayes, but I'll never once say, shame on you for being such a lying, duplicitous jerk. You don't say that. And now you look at us and say, how dare you be political? You created this. I didn't. Don't look at me. You're the guy everybody ran to. You're the guy who's going on the magazine covers. You allowed the political to happen. And you are desperate to profit off it with your books and who knows what else you're doing. Lambda's real. Delta's real. I'm sorry. The Peruvian and the India, uh, um, the, the, the Indian variants are, are real. Get vaccinated or don't. It's up to you. But shutdowns won't save a soul. And governors should know that. Governors need to know that from their citizens. I'm Tony Katz. Jobless claims went up. Because job growth slowed down. They expected 350,000. They got 373,000. Last week got revised up to 371,000. Are we seeing a turn? We've seen the market. Those Dow futures, man, we're, we're down big. We're seeing the market play in all sorts of crazy ways. I think when the market start the day... Down 350, it was down 500 at one point. I don't. I, I cannot tell you what is, what is the 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 economic future ahead. But when you're starting to see job growth slow and jobless claims creeping up, not necessarily a good sign. By the way, I was just talking about vaccines and and mandates. Uh, you have uh, Javier Becerra saying um, that it's the government's business to know who is vaccinated. It is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money. I forgot to share that part. 
This is the Secretary of Health and Human Services, who knows nothing about health or human services. He's a lawyer. He knows nothing about health care. This was a payoff to the ideological left. Javier Becerra was a despicable member of Congress. He was a despicable Attorney General of California. And now here he is. It, government has to know who's been vaccinated. Strange time in America. Uh, a, a, I, I would argue it's, it's, it's violent in, in, in a way that you can hear people uh, so openly and, and, and brazenly speak like this. There's, there's no consideration for the idea of privacy. There's no consideration for the idea of saying no. And again, it goes to the fact that they caused the problem and can't accept the fact that they, they did it. Meanwhile, I'm not sure how he's going to get the information. I don't know what you do if someone didn't. Are you going to force a needle in their arm? Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.